everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Just Book It podcast. Today, we are going into episode two of our 12-part series to financial freedom, how to get financially free while traveling the world and doing all the things that you love. So last episode, we talked about my story and setting goals. So today, I wanted to talk about tracking your finances and building a really healthy relationship with spending things on what you need and want versus holding back, being a little frugal with your money, so on and so forth. The reason why I think that this is a really important topic to talk about, especially as we're in month two of this 12-part series, is because with the travel bugging you, with the group chat blowing up about all these fun things to do and all these plans, sometimes you need to act really quick. An example is I'm going to the Sueños Reggaeton Festival in... Chicago coming up this May. The tickets literally sold out in one week. It literally sold out in one week. Keep in mind, you have to get flights, hotels, accommodations, all that good stuff. But I was really thankful that the festival had a $50 down per person, which was awesome because then I could just pay incrementally over time. It's these moments where you're like, oh my gosh, I need to have the money right away uh, because you have to act quick. And because of that, knowing how busy this festival is going to be, I was like, I'm going to book the flights right away before they start to get more expensive. Once they get more expensive, sometimes flights run out. So I wanted to make sure that we got the exact times. And I'm really proud because I got us a pretty good flight, $215 American Airlines, direct, nonstop both ways, arriving on that Saturday and leaving that Tuesday morning. So it's because of this lifestyle, because of some little things I did to tweak my financial habits that have allowed me to prioritize these big trips and say, hey, the pre-sale is dropping on Thursday. I'm buying tickets. We're getting in there. To start, financially tracking every single penny that comes in and out of an account it can create this toxic relationship between oh my gosh I can't spend anything I gotta be frugal I have to do this that or just telling yourself hey I'm going to a lot this much money to spend and we'll go from there I love financially planning my month based off of my income things that are coming up and I don't always follow it last year was a very rare situation where I was on like a credit card arrest what I called it for over seven months because I really needed to make sure that if the bank started to check my credit, that everything looked aligned for that whole entire period. It was very stressful, but it was well worth it. So while we're talking about tracking your financial spending, something that I recently did was I created a whole Google Sheet and I actually figured out how to categorize everything. So I actually looked into every single purchase that was coming from my credit card statements, my bank statements, blah, 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 blah. And I was putting it onto a Google sheet, categorized it by travel, home, finance. What else? I feel like there's nothing else. Food, food and transportation. Those are, this is actually my financial sheet. This is what I do. I have different colors. I have different tabs, blah, blah, blah. So I want to give you uh, some headliners. For me, I spend my total expenses I didn't finish January, so my total expenses were a little over 3.5K. Spent about 18% of that on travel, 27% of that on home products, 4% on food, 
Health and wellness was 2.7. Shoppings and gifts was 3.8. Business gear, like my camera, these micro, this um, wireless microphone set I got, and some lights, all that good stuff, was about 6%. And then finance, I just put into credit card payments, investing, that's 34%. So just looking at just a, a rough estimate, right? There are ways that I could tweak my lifestyle to fit my goals. So I definitely have a more travel goal with my new house. I want to try to hook it up a little bit. I've been spending a lot on home-related products. But looking here, I'm noticing that almost 5% of my total expense is coming from food. Now, that's taking into account going out to eat, blah, 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 blah. But if I could try to make my own food... Maybe I can cut those costs down. So it's just kind of looking at how you're spending and how you can see your behavior change over time. Just being aware that this is roughly how much I'm spending on a specific category, a specific leisure activity. You kind of get the idea. There, I make these really large projections of if I make this much and this much and this much and this much, how am I going to be able to spend, invest, all, all of that good stuff? I wanted to say that including your income, it's really important to set goals on what you'd like to allot for investing, what you'd like to allot for paying off your credit card bills, what would you like to pay your student loans each month. Those amounts are going to be fixed amounts, and that's something that you're going to stick to. And that's my biggest thing is that I'm making a little more than, than I'm able to see, but that's going in my 401k, that's going into investing, that's going into paying my student loans. So I'm training myself to live off of an income that I'm actually not earning. I'm earning a little bit more than that, but it's really figuring out how you can focus your spending habits in those brackets. For example, let's just say I'm making 200k a year, right? I want to make sure that if all my investments are going as planned, that I'm allotting my budget to 75K a year, let's just say. So that's making sure that I'm still living my lifestyle on everything that I need, but even if I'm getting paid more, I'm doing a different side hustle, that doesn't mean that I automatically just start spending like crazy. That's not the way to do it. You'll notice that people around you are going to have their own ways of spending, their own consumer habits, their own algorithms that are serving them ads. It's so stressful sometimes because we're all guilty of, oh my gosh, it looks so cute. Let me just buy it right now. Or if you see something on TikTok, TikTok made me buy it or whatever it's called. In situations where you can track that and you're aware of what's happening, you can ask yourself, do I need this? or do I want it? And that's what we're gonna get into right now. Needing versus wanting. I saw something on TikTok. I don't actually remember the creator, but at any time she wants something or quote unquote needs something, she'll put it in a note stock and assess it over time. After a while, you'll say, okay, do I really need this? And if you're not really thinking about it, you probably don't need it. And then over time, if you're still thinking about that, then, I think that that's a sign to purchase it. But you'll notice that while you're putting things on your dock, you'll notice that most of those items you might even just like totally forget about. This bag purchase is a very good example of exactly what I'm talking about. I recently bought last year a Sony camera and actually went to the thrift store, bought a $5 camera bag. The camera bag was too small, so I felt like I wanted a bag that the camera could just fit comfortably in without you having to smash it in. And you want when you're with your, you know, when you're bringing your camera equipment, you're not just bringing your camera. You're bringing your equipment. You're bringing 
you know, the lens cloth, you're bringing extra batteries and just having one bag that doesn't fit everything wasn't going to work for me. So I was doing a lot of research. I was really looking into it and I keep getting those Instagram ads for this camera bag and I already bought my camera bag. Like I do not need it. It's so easy for me now to just say like, all right, they're trying to trick me. They know that I looked at it, a Google search one time, actually maybe a few times, a few Google searches and they're going to just try to see if they can get a conversion out of me. Bag. I have been oh, I have been eyeing for a year before I bought it. And I think that's one of my biggest hacks is really sit on something before you buy it because you'll know if you're constantly thinking about reasons why you'll need it. So before I bought this bag, I was like, okay, let me just stick with what I have and let's see if we can make that work. I was doing whatever I can, then I was like, like no. I was like, actually, I think I'm going to need this bag. So I bought it and this made my Europe trip a thousand times better because one, I'm not carrying this dorky little camera bag. Two, I'm not carrying a backpack where it's annoying every time I take out my camera, I'm going to have to take off my backpack, undo the zipper, blah, blah, blah. Here, this bag is perfect. I'm not trying to sell you the bag, by the way. I'm just saying I like to over-rationalize why I'm buying something to really prove like, do I really need this bag? I don't have a bag that is this small and compact, but has two different pockets that could fit a lot. This side fits my camera, this side fits my wallet, keys, there's a zipper here. It was just everything I wanted in a bag. It has the ability to be a bag, but it has the ability to be a strap. So if I wore it, I could, it kind of acts like a fanny pack and I love fanny packs because you keep it right in front of you. You don't have to worry about it getting stolen. Tracked the price of this bag. I was like, okay, if this bag, I think I bought this for 75, which isn't bad for a fossil designer bag, blah, blah, blah. It goes for like 160. So I got a very good discount. I was eyeing the bag. I was really looking at it. I was, I was doing my research diligently. And then I noticed, I was like, okay, this is the lowest price that I've seen. I think this is a good chance for me to get the bag. And that's how I did it. And that's it. Now, keep in mind, I have a Google Sheet with all of my income projections based on my side gigs and my income with my job. And I put my expenses on there, what I'm investing, what I'm saving, blah, 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 blah. I don't follow it to a T. I think that sometimes I could get overly ambitious because if you're really going like line by line checking everything I think that kind of takes the joy out of it so I think that there's always room to be a little more chill about things but also at the same time realizing that you're meeting your goals and you're changing your mindset on how you spend things when it comes to going out I'm guilty of it drinks are like $20 a pop it's just expensive to leave the house the MTA is almost three dollars out and getting a drink it's like $20 and if you get two drinks that's $40 and then you tip so that's 40 that's eight an extra eight bucks you that's that's just 50 bucks so you have to rationalize that as well so some things that some that I do sometimes is I'll order a mocktail or I'll just order a juice you might be the person that oh you're not drinking you're not getting a drink no Honestly, I don't drink that much anymore, so it just takes one drink to get me. And honestly, I am like totally okay with that. After one drink, I'm like, okay, this is fine. Or you don't even need a drink, to be honest. Always be honest. You can get a mocktail. They're so good. The herbal aspect of things with the elderflower and the bitters and all that fun stuff. So 
that's my tip. When you're going out, you can even pitch excursions, experiences that are less. So there's free experiences in New York City. There's free adventures. You can go for a hike. I mean, now it's winter, so you can go for a walk. You can, you know, get a little sandwich and, and walk around. Whatever, whatever that means for you, I think you can also try to spin it as this is an experience. So for me, I'm not really in the market to buy more clothes. I'm not really in the market to buy tangible things. I want to spend my money on experiences because to me, I think that's worth way more than buying a handbag or a belt or some new clothes. An example, I really want to go to a, a spot in the city where you can make Turkish lamps and it's like a hundred bucks. It's like pretty expensive. I feel like there's an experience that comes with it and then you also get a lamp that you probably would pay like 50 bucks for anyway. So to me, I can rationalize that. So I hope I showed you some really cool tips for spending, tracking your spending, and really getting in tune with what you need versus what you want, and if that want becomes a need, and if that need becomes a want. I think that for this month, let's get a Google Sheet going, let's get a, a Google Doc, start assessing what you're spending and how you're spending it. I think a really good exercise to do is since we're finished with the month of January, Knowing that we haven't been too focused on spending in the month of January, let's see what we spent, what we earned, without thinking about it. What I mean is without thinking of holding back or let me save here, let me do this. And then let's work on February, right? Figuring out your statistics. So I'm spending most of my money on finance, home, and travel. What are you spending your money mostly on? Is it coffee? Is it your gym membership? Is it, I don't know, uh, a really expensive trip? But what are you spending most of your money on? And then throughout the month of February, it is a shorter month, you can assess and look through how to improve your spending habits. Be sure to subscribe. Um, and that's all. If you have any questions, let's talk about it. Comment below. And that's it. Bye, guys.